Hello, hello, and welcome to the Impactful Stylist Podcast. My name is Amy Bradford, and this is my partner in crime, Darian McDuffie, joining me today. Today, we want to talk about, you know, just some things that I think all of us can definitely relate to as hairstylists, Um, but mainly it is going to be all about pushing through when you're making changes in your career or just getting started in the hair industry. Um, I think that sometimes people can be a little surprised or shocked by other people, you know, and their response to them, you know, sometimes like friends and family, um, people can kind of look to them for like support or validation. And, you know, a lot of the time you feel like maybe, maybe you've always felt like your family is kind of like your, your cheerleaders, but for some reason it's just not working out that way with this, like in your life. And I I see it all the time on like message boards and stuff or Facebook groups, you know, and people are always so like, so upset and I mean, I understand. I've, I've totally been there before when you're thinking, I thought that, you know, my family would really support me in this decision or, or whatnot, or, or when you decide to start charging family for services, um, you know, people sometimes get their feelings hurt when family decides, you know, I don't really want to pay that price. I need to go here or there or whatever. Um, but I don't always think that's a bad thing. I agree. Yeah. I think too, I, I've experienced with like friends and family that I don't think they really even realize that they're doing it. Um, so sometimes it's not necessarily that it's cut and dry and they're like, listen, I don't, I don't want to pay your prices, but I support you. So I'm going to go somewhere else. Sometimes it's a little bit more complicated. I've, personally experienced where I've been out to dinner or something with my family and we'll be chatting and you know they'll be asking about the services that I'm offering asking how much I charge and their response is really not supportive um and I don't think that they even realize that they do it I think sometimes they almost feel like they're helping you they're like oh my god I can't believe you're charging those prices mm-hmm. no ever going to pay that. I can't believe you're doing it that way. Nobody's going to want that done. And I think they sometimes don't even realize that they're doing it, if that makes sense. Oh, totally. Well, and just like we always talk about, sometimes I think they literally just, they don't understand like how our industry works. Yeah. You know, and so, or I don't know, It, it can get really sticky because, you know, I think, Well, like you said, I mean, I don't think they're always coming from a place of like, oh, you suck. I would never pay you that much. Like sometimes it's like never like that at all. It's like, oh my gosh, if I could, I would give you a million dollars to do my hair if I had it like that because you're you're worth it. You're amazing. Um, But I also think that I know in my case, um, you know, for years and years and years, I did my family's hair like at a really 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 steep um discount and if you had all your family on the same week it was like oh crap like (laughs) 
I am not yeah. making any money this week. So, yeah. but what happened was over time, honestly, they didn't have that expectation of me to do that. You know, like that expectation wasn't necessarily there. I never, I never had a single person in my family just expect me to do that, but I did it, but I started to get resentful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was resenting the whole situation and my husband's just like, um, babe, you're the one who is allowing it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You're the one who, I mean, they didn't ask you to do that, you know? And so whenever I, I made some changes and, you know, decided, well, you know, this is kind of awkward guys, but this is how I got to, it's what I got to do. Like, this is what my pricing is going to be moving forward, you know, and it's going to be the same as what my clients pay, you know, and they were, there wasn't a single person that was like, oh my God, you're so greedy. Or like, you know, I mean, they were kind of like, yeah, I had no idea. Like, I get it. Like, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, And I mean, there were quite a few that were like, I love you. And like, I support you. I can't afford that price. So like, what do you think I should do? Like, who do you think I should go to or whatever? And that's fine. Like, I didn't, I did not have my feelings hurt over that. Like I was scared to tell them at first, you know, cause I'm like, Oh gosh, you know, and this has been several years ago. Um, and I still, I've yet to have any of them be like, God, I hate Amy for like not doing my hair for like no money. <laughs> so <laughs> like you need to do what you got to do. So, um, I yeah. think that, you know, I think when we give ourselves permission to do what we need to do and allow other people to do what they need to do too, like it takes all the pressure off of everything. Yeah, that's true. There's always those people in your life who are like, um, like for example, my dad one time, he was like, we were talking about my best friend who comes and sees me at the salon. She pays, um, for me to do extension services and color services, she does not get a discount, like at all. Um, she pays me the same price that everyone else pays me. And I remember one day kind of sitting in the front yard with my dad and he was like, you all have been friends since like sixth grade. I can't believe you make her pay the same price as everybody else. And it took like for just a split second, I had an emotional response where I felt really guilty and I was like, oh my God, he's right. Like, what am I doing? But then, you know, it took, I, I turned around and I was like, no, is she, you know, I feel like if you just look at it from a different perspective, that is what changes it. And I explained to my dad, you know, she pays me full price for her services because she supports me. Mm-hmm. Um, wants me to be successful. I think if somebody really truly loves you and cares about you um, the way you think they do, then they want your business to thrive, especially when you're getting started and, you know, you are needing that money and stuff. Those people are going to pay you full price. And oh my gosh, even when I go see people who I consider my friends that they offer other services, like my esthetician, I pay her full price and give her a ridiculous tip. Because I support 
her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. I, I would never look at it. So I think sometimes it's a generational thing too. And we have to remember that when we have those people in our life from different generations who are like, I can't believe you're not giving X, Y, and Z a discount, or you, you know, won't do your cousin Billy Bob's haircut for five dollars. Right. Like, you have to remember that we we're evolving and we're thinking in a different way. Um, if somebody truly loves you and you're you've got a small business, you know, they they want to support you, and that's okay. Um, it's hard to to not feel guilty when it comes to stuff like that, especially when you're getting started behind the chair. Um, and I like that you touched on like, it will lead you to feeling resentful. Um, I think that that's super important to realize right out of the gate. Because what will happen is, you know, you'll do your cousin's hair for free, because she's your cousin, but then your cousin will tell her best friend like, Oh, well, my my cousin does hair and she'll give you a discount, you know, because she gave me a discount. And then it it's just a snowball effect where you catch yourself doing all of these people's hair for no money and then you you're resentful, you hate your job. So it's super important to right out of the gate set those boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that I had I was, you know, assisting a stylist like you had been who had been behind the chair for years and years so that I didn't have to learn those things on my own because I know the type of person I am very people pleasing I would have been that stylist and it probably would have made me hate my job and I would have been burned out you know well I think that's what happens too is like I think over time people do get burned out and resentful and I feel like once I started to take responsibility, like whenever I would start to feel resentful of a situation and take a step back and be like, what is, what's my part in this? You know, like what can, what do I control in this situation? And like, what can I control? Yeah. And a lot of the time I think we're way more in control than what we think we are. And we are always giving our power away and not even to people who want it. You know, kind of like, I don't care. Like, just tell me what you need to charge. Like, <laughs> make a big deal out of it. Um, and yeah, I feel like you will always have those people. And now this is anybody, you know, friends, family, clients, whoever, you know, who maybe will kind of turn it into like, oh my God, you know, like, I feel like that's another episode altogether. But, you know, I think... For the most part, you know, ultimately, we all need to make a living. And there's no, there's nowhere where it says like hairstylists should be starving artists. Like, you know, like I didn't sign up for that. And so I feel like we have to ourselves um, kind of start to ditch that notion that hairstylists should you know, just do everybody's hair for free. Um, but I feel like I'm kind of going off on a tangent a little bit. Uh, no, I think it's super important for people to to hear other stylists saying that um, so that they feel okay setting those boundaries. Because I know that that was really hard for me, mm -hmm. uh, setting those boundaries. And, you know, I'm really happy that I did because 
I don't come in on my days off or squeeze people in certain places where they can't fit. I'm not working myself to death to make other people happy. Um, and I think that that really is, is what affects if, when, if you're happy to go to work or not. Totally. Well, uh, and I really touched on something there too, where um, how are you going to do your best work? Like, and in all honesty, how are you going to live your best life if you are already working a full week and then you're like, oh, I need to come in and do so-and-so's hair or, you know, you're working 60 hours a week because you're also fitting in all these extra people um, and not getting paid for it, really. Um, you're right. Like it does, like everybody needs downtime and mm -hmm. everybody needs to have that time to kind of relax, be with their family, their friends, whoever, like reset, recharge, and then jump back in next week. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's something that people just like in our, if you have a trade that you know, um, really probably suffer with. Cause I know even like my dad was a mechanic growing up and I remember listening to him say some of these things. So it's kind of funny that he like is the one who kind of gave me shit for a little bit because I remember being little and listening to him come home and he'd be like, I worked on cars all day. I worked on cars all week. No, I don't want to work on this person's car, you know? Yeah. And now I feel like I'm reiterating those things to him. <laughs> oh, true. Yes. <laughs> well and I think we forget to like no is like such an awesome word like no I cannot do your hair on my day off no I cannot do your hair I can't do your full color correction for $20 like <laughs> I, <laughs> no <laughs> so I think that needs to be part of our vocabulary definitely Yes. And it doesn't have to be like any big, like, no, because blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. It's just no. It's not because. I'm so bad about that. I will, I can't ever just give a short answer, especially if it's something I feel guilty about saying. It's got to, like, I have to write a novel explaining myself why. And it's taken me a while to grow out of that. I mean, I still do it. So I'm still working on that. But yeah, it's, I think that that's super important is that it's okay to set those boundaries and not feel like you have to explain yourself. It doesn't lessen your value as a person. You're not a mean person for, for telling somebody that you don't have time. Mm -hmm. um, everybody else gets to do that. Who's not a hairstylist, you know, so why can't hairstylists do that too? Exactly. I think you're right. Like it took me a really, really long time. Um, and I didn't really understand that I was over explaining before because I yeah. think whenever you give someone all these reasons, I feel like somehow it invites them to challenge your reasoning. Like, <laughs> don't understand why. <laughs> well, no, but if you blah, 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 um, it's like, no. It wasn't up for discussion, like <laughs> context around my decision, you know, but I think some people just aren't as, you know, 
self-aware around some of that stuff. So, yeah. Well, and I like what you were talking about earlier um, about how a lot of this is psychological. Oh, totally. And we don't even realize it. Like, I feel like a lot of my issues with hairdressing, not issues, I don't want to say, but things that I've had to overcome have all been like linked to the way that I think. And these things I've had to kind of grow out of, like, like I said, I'm a people pleaser. And I've had to kind of realize that in order for me to be the best version of myself at the salon and give people the best education on how to take care of their hair at home, um, you know, all of that, I need to grow out of walking on eggshells and feeling like I want people to like me. Not that I know that I'm the way I'm saying that might make it sound like like I don't care about my clients or my clients don't like me. That's not what I'm saying. But instead of like trying to make somebody feel good about themselves and me being like, well, you know, your hair is in really poor condition, but it's not your fault. And like, I don't know. Now I've learned that like, this is not me being mean. I'm being honest. And my clients love me for that. I will tell them, you know, well, in all honesty, I think you're using way too much heat. I think that you've chemically overprocessed your hair and nobody's been brave enough to tell you no. I think that you ask me about products, but then you're not using them. And that's, you know, me telling you about them and you not using them is not going to help your hair. Exactly. Those things are not mean. That's me truly caring about my client's hair. And I almost feel like it gives us a better relationship where they know that you know, yes, I'm polite. Yes, I'm kind. Yes, I care about their weekend and how they're doing. But I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm also going to tell them how it is when it comes to their hair, because they are paying me to have nice hair. Yes. And I want them to have nice hair, you know. And I think that that all ties back to psychology, where when I very first started doing hair, I was so scared and timid and shy and like, oh my God, if I tell her her hair's fried, she's not, she's gonna be mad at me. And no, she wants me to tell her that. She needs me. She's paying me to tell her how to make her hair better and teach her the things she's doing now that are not okay. Um, well, so- her approach, like that's one thing I always like love to listen to other hairstylists talk to their clients. And that's one thing like that I love about you is like you're really good about explaining, you know, I mean, in this case, the why behind whatever. I'm not trying to like, hey, listen, this is when you tell your clients no and don't give them any explanation why you can't highlight their hair any lighter. You know what I mean? But Exactly. Context. But um, I do love how you always have such perfect ways of putting things rather than just being like, look, girl, your hair is fried. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're... I feel like your hair is a little compromised, especially in this area around your face. Um, So I wouldn't necessarily do a bunch of highlights through there, um, but I would suggest blah, 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 blah. And like, I always love that you can let people know that in a non-shaming way. And I feel like people really respect that too. And I think that's really important which I feel like that's a totally different podcast topic. So I'm like getting off, off track here, but 
I'm excited for us to have that conversation too. Me too. I kind of forgot about that. That's like a whole other thing we could talk about is, you know, a way to uh, communicate with our clients because that has taken me a long time to figure out too. Same. Yeah. And I, I really like that you gave me a pat on the back for that (laughs) because it's one thing that I've had to work really hard on and uh, yeah, it's super important, but, but yeah, I think the, the first where you need to start is just taking your feelings out of it in a way um, so that you can focus on getting your client the education that they need without being scared to tell them or feeling like you're going to hurt their feelings, um, things like that. Well, and I think what you just said right there about taking your feelings out of it if we can apply that to like almost every aspect of our business, can you imagine like, because like our feelings, us getting all in our feels about things are, is like what kind of like, now I'm not saying don't feel your feelings. Right. I feel like sometimes in the past for me, I know I can look back and notice where my feelings got in the way of my success behind the chair. Oh my gosh. Yes. And just having a happy life, you know, like, or, or not, I mean, life isn't going to just be happy and peppies and kitties and rainbows all the time, but (laughs) like take the feeling out of something and kind of be like, okay, so this is how I feel about it. And like maybe process it a little bit, but then try to look at it from a logical standpoint, you know, bringing it back to like family, friends, why maybe you might feel like quote unquote people aren't supporting you uh, Mm. in your career. And it's, I think sometimes we may feel like, Oh, well now that I'm not doing her hair for it at a discount, she's just dropping me like a hot potato. Like, it's not necessarily like that, you know, like, I mean, cause I think it initially, whenever I had, let my family know that that's what I was doing. Um, I would, I would be lying if I said like my first thought and feeling didn't feel like, Oh wow. Like just what I said, like, Oh, so now that you don't get a discount, like you're going somewhere else. Right. But you know, it took me some time to figure out like, if I expect them to give me permission, not that I need their permission, like I gave myself permission to charge what I needed to charge, but I have to give them permission too, in my mind. Right. To do what they need to do. Like, how could I ask them to respect me enough to not like get mad or whatever, but then like expect that they just keep coming to me, even though it's not going to fit within their budget. Right. Like, that's a little, you know. Right. Well, and I think that it's really important, too, to remember that, and this may be getting a little bit off topic, but I think it's important to remember when you're dealing with family or friends, um, people who are important in your life, but maybe necessarily aren't going to be important in your chair, if that makes sense. Not everyone is going to be your client. And I feel like that's something 
they don't explain to you in hair school because when you very first go to hair school and you're getting out and you're so excited to do hair, you think that everyone who's important in your life is going to be, you know, your person. And that's not the case. And it took me, I'm a very feely person. You know that. Like I can barely have a conversation, an emotional conversation without crying. <laughs> I'm an Aquarius and I cry over everything, but but when it comes to, I remember, you know, losing a, a few of my clients for the very first time, people I had done their hair um, when I was fresh out of hair school. And then, you know, like I grew, I changed, like I got more education, whatever it may be, maybe me and that client grew apart. And my very first client that went somewhere else and she had posted on Facebook, like that she had gone to this other salon and gotten her hair done. And I had my feelings so hurt by that. And it's funny to see how much I've grown as a person because now if one of my clients goes and goes to another salon, I it doesn't hurt my feelings. I'm genuinely happy for them if that is what makes them happy. And I know that that's really hard for us to, um, to kind of admit sometimes or come to with, uh, you know, sometimes you're going to have those people when you're very first getting out of hair school and you're practicing on people learning, building your skill set, stuff like that, where eventually, you know, you get your little niche, whatever it may be, where you're doing things. So for example, my thing is, you know, some of my family members don't want to come to me to get their hair colored because they're the kind of people who want to get in and out. They want color slapped on their roots. They want to process for 30 minutes, get washed, uh, blow dry and leave. Where on the other hand, am very um, artsy fartsy with it. And I'm like, ooh, it would be so nice if I could, you know, like, let me give you some low lights here to add depth at the root. And then, you know, we'll, we'll face frame a few pieces and it'll just add a little bit of dimension, but not really change your color. And then let me glaze you. And then let me give you a haircut. And then, Ooh, can I please give you some beach waves when I'm done? You know, like yes. not everyone wants that. That's not what they're looking for. So it makes more sense for them to go somewhere else. Right. And, okay. and it took me a long time to realize that some people don't enjoy being at the salon as much as I do. <laughs> and that's okay. It just means that I need to find clients who get excited with me over the things I get excited and they want to be in my chair and they want to sit here for a few hours with me while I color their hair. And then we take pictures and we look at the before and afters and we talk about what's changed. You know, not everyone wants that and that's okay. So true. And I think that's one thing, um, I feel like when, when a stylist can get really clear on the type of client that they're looking for and get really honest about their current clientele and do they fit that avatar, like that client avatar of the person that they're looking for. Because um, it took me a while too to kind of figure out that that's what I wanted too. I want people who are excited about their hair and who want to, or maybe they're not excited before they start coming to you because they've got like a lot of craziness going on in their hair. And they're like, I need somebody who's going to dive in and get this stuff under control and tell me how to do this, what to do. You know, they want to know all the things, you know, and all that stuff. And I think it took me a minute to realize um, 
because I feel like I had a lot of clients like you were just talking about earlier, like, hey, just slap the color on, like, get me in, get me out, whatever. Like, and I felt like that's not what I wanted, you know, like out of my career. You weren't like fulfilled at the end of the day. Exactly. I mean, it's a different thing. And I'm not knocking anybody who's like, hey, I I just want to do color touch-ups all day. Like, because there's a time and a place for for anybody doing that. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like you have to be really true with yourself and what you're looking for. Um, And sometimes that does mean making a change, you know, or, you know, maybe if somebody's like a brand new stylist and, which I do think it's important to dabble in things to really kind of figure out what lights you up. um, It's important in the beginning to take anything that you think you might be interested in. I think that you're so right about that. So it's not a bad thing to like dabble in different, taking different types of clients, mm-hmm. taking different types of haircuts, different types of colors to, cause you have to figure out what it is that, that makes you happy. And you're not going to be able to figure that out without taking a variety of different people and different styles and stuff like that. Um, also, I just wanted to touch on, because I feel really bad, because I feel like some people listening to this might feel like like I'm saying that those people, those clients that aren't for me, like, I'm not saying anything bad about them. I just want to compare it to something else. Like, so like, you know, some people are super into like name brand bags and shoes, like um, high end purchases, stuff like that. It's not a bad thing. I'm not into that. Mm-hmm. So just comparing it like some people would go shopping and they want to know like what kind of leather is this purse made out of um what's the name brand when was it made how many of these purses are there you know some people are really into that i'm not i'm the kind of girl who's like i'm gonna go to target because i know that i'm gonna beat the hell out of this purse and then i'm probably gonna lose it so you know it's just comparing Apple, you know, like comparing that to like what we do, like some people, I'm not saying it's a bad thing for hairstylists who aren't like me and don't want to focus on all of these things. That just means that we're into different things and that's okay. And I think that that's a really part of growth too. Well, all of us. Yes. Is realizing that we're not against each other. It's such a good feeling when I get a client like that, who's like, oh, well, I was just kind of hoping you could like slap a color on and I could be out of here in an hour. And like, can you just like leave my hair wet and not fix it? And like, I got a place to be, you know, it's such a good feeling to know that I'm like, oh girl, like I know somebody who would be a perfect fit for you. Like, we're not against each other. We're not like, oh, those hairstylists suck. Like those hairstylists are doing what makes them happy. And I'm so excited that I can send clients their way who don't fit what makes me happy. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel like there needs to be a hope that there can be more of that in our industry. Like, cause to me, I mean, I've had a lot of people we, I mean, we tell people no more than we tell them yes. I feel like when we get people who reach out, um, you know, oh, absolutely. potential clients and whatnot, like we might have, um, you know, I had a girl who it's so funny cause we follow each other on social media and it seems like just from our social media, like we would be besties, you know, but ultimately the hair she's looking for is not the kind of hair that I do. Right. 
And so, and we, none of us at the salon do it. And so, I mean, she wants like an undercut and like other stuff, like other types of color, like that I don't do usually. And like, rather than being like, okay, like I'll give it a shot. Like, no, like I would be awful at an undercut. Do you know how many undercuts? I've <laughs> like, I think two, like, in a <laughs> and like, so how, how good am I going to be at that? You know what I mean? And I don't feel great about it. It's not something that lights me up. Um, yeah. So I don't feel like I'm really going to be giving it my best. I mean, and not intentionally. Just, you know, how am I going to give that person 110% if I've only done it twice? Yeah. You know? So, but I know this about myself now. Like, if I was early on in my career, I might be like, yeah, come on, let's do it. I'm going to be upfront with you. I've only done this twice. But, you know. Right. But, nice to be able to be like, Hey, like, um, I, that's not within my wheelhouse, but I'm going to send you, um, Instagram profiles of these few people or salons. And, you know, I know they'll take good care of you. And I think people are always like, Oh, wow. Thank you. You know, they're never like, Oh, well, I've only had a few people be kind of like, okay, like, or just never respond. <laughs> and I'm like, right. Knows, but I'm like, look, you are, you've already shown me if you think that's weird and you hate me for doing that, then you're not my people anyways. So exactly, um, I think it's great to be able to um, spread the love, you know, like in our community, even like there are enough hairstylists around here who do freaking amazing hair and everybody has their own specialty and different things that they do. Um, and even if somebody like is doing the same thing as you, like they're not you. Exactly. And yes. That's another aspect that we forget sometimes about our clients is like, I think people sometimes kind of forget that they're like just one of a kind, you know, and our clients do connect with who we are, you know, just as individuals. Um, or just the salon vibe, you know, like maybe two places, two different salons, you know, well, a lot of salons offer the same things, but like, you know, the vibe is totally a big thing too, but. Oh, for sure. You know, I think there's there are enough of us there are enough clients in the world there are enough people who need different things done that you know there's no need to like try to like client hoard like <laughs> be a client right. <laughs> give me all the clients right and you'll just leave yourself to burnout doing that because you're gonna be hoarding all of these clients who don't really make you feel fulfilled at the end of the day like just because you're getting money in your pocket and don't get me wrong, money is important. Like, you know, you have to have money in order to, you know, be a part of society. But that's not the goal um, when you're wanting to feel fulfilled or love your job. Like, you're going to be holding on to all of these people who, these clients who just don't fit what you're envisioning. And it's so you're, true. Yeah, you'll just hate your job doing that. Don't do that. Exactly. I mean, I used to be that person. 
same. Like, I mean, I used to be that person who's like, oh my gosh, like, no, I don't want to turn this person away. Like, it's money. I'm like, just let them walk out the door, you know? And so that's when you find yeah. your positions of accommodating this person. And then these feelings yeah. of resentment and down the road and it just gets all kinds of dysfunctional. Um, right. So I think when we can change our mindset from that, and I mean, and that honestly still kind of ties into the um, whole podcast episode of, you know, not feeling supported. I think first you need to support yourself and set the boundaries, lay the foundation of that, of what you want out of life and what you want out of your career, out of your clientele. And I think you have to kind of go from there. Yeah. And figuring out what you want. Sorry, I had to itch my foot. Like I was like taking my shoe off and trying to have this thought and like, yeah, it got all crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think um, kind of back to, to the topic, I think that, yeah, it's just super important to remember that there's always going to be those people who think you're crazy for doing whatever it is that you want to do. If you, you know, are a stylist who wants to do only haircuts all day, there's always going to be somebody telling you like, you're crazy. Um, people don't get their haircut often enough or like, it's not a necessity. Like, how are you going to survive? And I can't tell you how many, that's another generational thing too. I feel like is I've had so many people in like my my family and stuff when I decided I wanted to do hair and then again when I decided like I'm gonna specialize in extensions people are like well extensions are not a necessity like what are you gonna do when people don't want extensions what are you gonna do when people don't want this or that but that's not, we can't live life like that thinking like that you know um our careers are super super cool in the aspect that they're ever changing. So like if a new kind of extension comes out in five years and that's what everybody else is doing, like I am going to go learn that. And maybe if I hate doing that, then I'm not going to do that. Or if I love doing that, then that's what I'll do. Things are just ever changing, you know? And that's part of the fun of it. I mean, like you don't have to stay the same your entire life. Yeah. And that's exactly. I think when we can give ourselves permission to change and evolve um, and be okay with it and also be okay with that there are, there are going to be some people that aren't along for the ride and that's going to be okay. Like you're not going to wake up in the middle of the night five years from now and be like, oh my God, I am still so devastated <laughs> to me for her touch up and haircut and blow out five years ago. Like, yes, nobody's gonna, I mean, you know, I don't get me wrong. We get close to our clients. Like I feel like we do. Um, I also think at the end of the day, like I think it's okay to like really love your clients and think they're amazing and stuff like that. But I think we can't, be so emotionally attached to people, you know, yeah. that's not always like the healthiest thing I feel like in a business relationship 
And I feel like, you know, you have to kind of understand that this is a, you know, you're running a business and you have to make decisions based on what's good for you and your business. And that can be really hard, especially, I mean, like, I know I've really struggled with that, like for really almost my entire career. And so, you know, I think over the last, I I would say maybe six or seven years, I started to wake up a little bit more and be like, okay, like, I'm ready to like, take this a little bit more seriously. And you know, work on my people pleasing and all that stuff. Um, And I think like what you were saying earlier, sometimes some people just don't, they do think you're crazy or maybe they're going to, you know, who knows, like tell you things at family dinner or whatever to like make you feel some kind of way. And I think sometimes people, especially if you're making like taking a risk, like, you can tell a lot about another person by the things that they will tell you when you are taking a risk. And I mean, sometimes I think they're not coming from a bad place. I think they want to make sure that you're safe and that you're making a good decision and like stuff like that. And even as a mother, like I try to not be, um, so helicopter momish, like in those situations sometimes where you might be denying someone like ultimately what they need to do with their life that might seem risky or whatnot. But in the end, it's going to be much more fulfilling to them. And, mm-hmm. you know, if they would have taken your advice, you know, I mean, if I would have taken most people's advice, I wouldn't have done anything like. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I wouldn't even probably have left my house. I mean, like, seriously. So, And I think it's really important, too. A lot of times, I think these people who are critiquing us are sometimes people who are super important to us. So it hits a little different. Oh, definitely. Um, Like, for example, you know, there may be somebody in your family who you love so dearly and they're so important to you. And they're like, I would never pay to pay that much to get my hair done. And I'm like, well, listen, I love you with my whole heart, but I know that. Like I can tell by looking at your hair, you know, and I don't mean that in a mean way. But I girl, I know you would never pay that much to get your hair. That's why you're not my dream clientele, you know, that we have different interests. You're not my target market. Like, Like you're my grandma. Like, yeah, <laughs> different, different part of my life, you know, like, but I mean, we don't have to come see me, you know, like, it's yes. fine. I'd rather like, you know, come over for dinner and stuff like, yeah, fun. we can connect in other ways, like, <laughs> and I think sometimes people um, kind of when you hear a statement like that, what you're hearing first is that that person doesn't think you're worth it. Yes. And that can hurt. And that's not always a true thing though. Like some they're so right. And that's where my mind first. And I've had to learn to not think that way. Yes. It's sometimes not even that at all. 
I think people value different things. Like you were just saying earlier, people value things differently. And then there are also that group of people who it's not that they don't value you. They don't value themselves that way. Yes. Everybody like it's, you know, there are those people who, you know, that's something deep within themselves that, you know, is an unhealed part of who they are. And like, that's not your problem. Yep. That is true. I think whenever we can start to maybe even just kind of take things less personally and realize that a lot of the time, the way people are reacting to us is just not even about us. Yeah. It's usually not about you at all. That's literally my favorite saying. If I could like put a tally on how many times I say that every week to anyone in my life who's going through something, my first this is not about you it's about them like if somebody's got an issue nine times out of ten it's about them not you yes exactly I mean it doesn't make it less hurtful sometimes but right I think it gives you a little perspective though um so yeah um what, if, I mean, I know we just gave like a bunch of advice, but like, what would you say a piece of advice would be that you would give to someone, like anything that just pops into your brain, like say anybody like just like getting out of hair school, getting started in their career, like on this topic, like what piece of advice would you give? I think... Um... My biggest piece of advice is to not listen to what other people have to say. And I know that we've kind of already been talking about that, but I just really want to drive it home. Like, just don't listen to what other people have to say if they're critiquing you. You know, how crazy do you think somebody might have thought, you know, like the person who invented like Facebook when he was like, I think I'm going to invent this thing online Um, where everybody goes and we post statuses and we blah, blah, blah. I would have been like, (laughs) you're crazy and you're wasting your time. That's what I would have said. And um, I mean, look at, look where they're at now. And that goes for anything. I'm just using that as an example. Like if you feel like you want to only do fashion color hair clients and you live in a small town, but you think that you're good enough at it, that you can don't listen to what other people say, just do you. And, um, you know, all will fall into place. I had so many people tell me I was crazy for wanting to do only extensions. It's oversaturated and there's too many people doing extensions, but now I feel like I have a really good clientele of people who want to see me because of the way I do them. I just followed my heart and I didn't listen to what other people had to say. Of course, I had you in my life. So that really helped a ton. But um, anyone listening should know that they have us in their life. And we're always here to talk to you. And I would love to be that person for somebody else the way you were that person for me. So don't listen to what other people have to say. That's right. I think that, I mean, like, if I had any advice to give, I'm just going to copycat you and, like, say that that's, like, probably the number one thing. Um, when you can just like kind of block other people out, like that's your best thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. you just have to learn to let it roll off, um, and just kind of move on and push forward. 
Um, and you're right. I mean, like you'll have people who think you're nuts. Um, yep. And I mean, I've had times in my life if the person was close enough to me where I didn't just stay silent either. Like if it, if that, what they said really stung and like, you know, I could be like, Hey, like I love you like immensely, but I need you to understand that I'm making this change in my life and it already rocks my world. And so I really don't feel as what you're like, I don't feel like what you're saying is support or the kind of support that I need right now. And so, you know, there's that. <laughs> and so a lot of the time when I've said that, they've been like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm really sorry. Like, I didn't mean it that way or whatever, you know, and I did not mean that in that way. Um, and sometimes maybe you don't need to tell everybody everything that you're doing. Yes, and that is so true too. <laughs> I kind of started to figure out with certain people, like there were things that we would talk about and maybe things that we wouldn't talk about because I didn't need their input. Yep, exactly. It didn't matter what their input was or whether or not they understood it or, or whatever because I was doing it and that's all there is to it. But yes. I also don't need somebody poking holes in my ship either. So <laughs> right, <laughs> uh, it's kind of like you kind of get to the point where you're like, ah, oh, yeah, we'll just I'm just gonna hold those cards close to my chest. Not gonna show everything, but they'll find out everybody else. Like, <laughs> yes, you know, it's all good. But I think that was a, a nice little chat about this today. Like, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I hope that this helps helps somebody out there realize that, you know, their dreams are are valid and and they can do whatever they want to. And, you know, all you have to do is make take the first step. Exactly. You're so right about that. Um and I don't think I've ever said this before, but if you guys want to follow us on Instagram, um, I will link our Instagram, Instagrams, whatever, however you say that in the, the description or caption, or I don't even know what it is, whatever it is below. <laughs> you guys can follow Darian, but you can also find her um, on Instagram at Darian does hair. And that's Darian with two R's. Um, and mine is Amy B hairstylist. A-M-I-E. Um, and make sure you're following the impactful stylist on Instagram. Course is coming out soon. And I mean, we're taking a deep dive into a lot of this stuff. Um, so anyways, thank you guys for checking us out. Leave a comment. Share this podcast with somebody you think, you know, might really benefit from it. And we look forward to you guys listening to all of our conversations in the future. And look forward to connecting with you. I'm going to keep this going, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have any like questions, podcast topics you would love to hear about all the things. All right. We will see you next time. Bye.